Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for Time to Believe, a podcast about life, living, and love. And by, really backed by a popular demand, we have Christy Riling. She is with us. We started the last time we, we got together, we started to talk to Christy about her family and the situations that happened in her life over the past, her past year. And I wanted to bring her back really to, to elaborate because we've, we've got some people that really are interested in your story and your family story and how has your faith um, seen you through the difficulties of what you've been through this past past year or two. And uh, so welcome back, Kristen. Thank you. I'm glad that you're back with us. We're going to have her on for the next, probably next couple of weeks. Uh, we want to make sure that she gets all the time that she needs to share um, because I think it's important for our listeners to, to just listen on how the things that she's been through and her family has been through might be able to help somebody else. And that's what the podcast is really about. It's about encouraging, about helping others and trying to, to share the gospel, try to share how Christ has impacted our lives, but how has Christ impacted your life and the situations that you were involved in. So welcome again to Time to Believe. Thank you for being here. And we just want you to start off by um, kind of just go back a little bit, you know, kind of just outline where we were in our conversation about what happened to you and your family this past year and what, what, um, what, how are you were impacted and how has your faith helped you through the situation until now? Okay. Well, I think the last time I was with you, I told you about the accident that happened July 11th, 2019. And, um, I got a phone call about noon and, um, it was from a person that would never call me. would have never had a reason to call me so I knew something was up and he said that my daughter Sophie was dead and there was a major car accident and um, she and her husband and two kids lived in Israel and they were parked on the it would be like our feeder road Oh, okay. Off the side of the road, and a um, a truck, um, not an eighteen wheeler, but a a size smaller truck, uh, was had exited going full speed and mm-hmm. ran into the back of them, and killed the two month old baby and. Sophie and her husband Rodrigo was rushed to the hospital and um, Ruthie my two and a half year old granddaughter survived just maybe a scratch on her leg and a bruise on her foot and um, so that was just devastating (laughs) And um, we had just been there a month before when the baby, or six weeks before after the baby was born to help her. And it was, it was really good to be with them. And, um, you know, they're just... We, we just 
or like-minded, you know, Rodrigo and Sophie and just talked about a lot of things. One of the things that we talked about was what he wanted for his family and his kids. And he was immigrating to the United States. He had filed for citizenship and he had, uh, he said, I want, I want what you're, how you raised your family. I want that kind of family for, for my kids and my family. And, um, and he, he said, and if anything should happen to us, I want you to have my kids. He sat across the table from me and said that, you know, I mean, why would he say that to me? That was just odd. <laughs> but I knew, I knew immediately that I had to go get Ruthie because I knew where Sophie was and I knew where the baby was in heaven. I knew God had taken them and, and really they, they weren't in pain or sad or anything, but I knew I had to go get her. I had to go get Ruthie, the two and a half year old. And, um, I felt like for, I don't know, an hour, I cried and screamed and cried and cried and cried over Sophie. And then it was just, okay, I have, I have, I'm taking care of the dead and they're not really dead. They're alive. You need to take care of the living. <laughs> so I got on a plane and left and, and, uh, how did, if you don't mind me asking, how, how did your faith, I mean, I know you're a strong Christian woman. I mean, we, I know that. So, but kind of, kind of bring our listeners, you're seated on the plane, you're heading to Israel. Uh-huh. How did God help you through that journey? The process of you getting the phone call, the process of the tragedy, the process of, you know, taking time to grieve for a moment, then saying, okay, I got to go. So uh, yeah. how did God provide for you? What did, what, how did he comfort you? Did he bring people in your life at that moment? Or how? kind of explain to the listener how it, uh, in other words, what I'm trying to get at is if they go through such similar tragedy or something might uh-huh. happen in their lives, how can they trust God through uh-huh. the moment of, of the phone call to the moment that you got in Israel? Mm-hmm. How, how did that impact you? Well, I think if it had just been my daughter, I, I don't know, I think I would have grieved differently dying. But because it was ended up three people that mm-hmm. died and one alive, um, the grieving is a little bit different because you're concentrating on the one that was alive like I was concentrating on her I need to get to her I need to get because she's lost her mommy and I think what I did was I was thinking of her loss not my own wow okay and because she's she was two and a half and I was really just so concerned about her feelings and how she would feel and because she was so close to her mommy, you know, and I knew every day, you know, she would snuggle up in, into her mommy's neck and, and then her mommy's not there. And she was without her for two nights before I could get there because it takes so long 
to get to Israel. By the time I could get to her, she had slept two nights without her mom. And so I just, I was more worried about her state and her, her feelings and her loss. And so it was a little bit different than if I had just lost my daughter. Then it would be about me and my <laughs> my loss. Yeah, right. But really it was about Ruthie's loss. And we all, my whole family ended up flying there. And we were just really, really focused on Ruthie. Well, we were focused on Rodrigo because he lived for another week, but, and then died. But, um, we were just so concerned. And she, as soon as she saw me, she just clung to me. And it was such a relief that I could console her. She, that she could be consoled. And, um, I just knew I was taking her home that everybody everybody knew they wanted me to have Ruthie and (laughs) her parents and and I was taking her home you know so anyway that whole incident just turned out to be really really terrible and extremely unfortunate that I didn't take her home and um that it ended up being a big fight with the other family, but legal battle and everything. So I spent a year and a half really um, just trying to help Ruthie cope with the loss of her parents and her baby brother. And how do you, how do you help a two and a half and then three and then three and a half year old with that, knowing that it's going to be a very, very, very long time before you see it, before she sees them again, or it could be a short time, but you know, more than likely a very long time. And, um, and that's a whole story in and of itself that year and a half with her but after coming back without her this past the end of October um, 2020 it was a big letdown because I'm supposed to bring her home you know and that story has not ended yet but I think after I I had to come home without her that's when it hit me, my loss of my daughter. That I did, I hadn't really grieved her. Right. And we can see that because of what you just said about so focusing on yeah, the little one. Yeah, it was delayed. Yes, absolutely, yeah. It was very much delayed and... Through that time, I would, I think I told you the last time that I would, I wanted to know where she was. I knew she was in heaven, but I've never been to heaven. I don't really know what it's like. We only know from 
maybe Daniel or, you know, the book of Revelation and things are kind of weird. Right, that's true. I agree. <laughs> and Or people that had a near-death experience and they talk about... So I started listening to YouTube and um, trying to find hear what heaven was like from people on YouTube <laughs> and um, just trying to get a visual and trying to understand and, and it, heaven is a real place you know yes. it's a real place and those who have accepted Christ as their savior go and it's a wonderful 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 place that God has made for all of us he wants us all to be there and he I learned that he is a he is such a loving father. He doesn't want to withhold anything for us. He wants to just lavish every good thing on us. <clears throat> He's not sitting up there just the mean judge, judgmental <laughs> father or harsh father wants to zap us. He's not that way at all. Maybe our earthly fathers were harsh or mean or but he's not at all. And um, so I just imagine her being in such happiness, su such happiness, and and I know she is, Absolutely. but at the same time, I want that knucklehead here with me. <laughs> well, it's understandable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So absolutely. I just find myself thinking about her, and I just cry. You know, and I don't know. It's been it's been a year and a half, and I still cry the same. I still miss her, and I know she's happy, but it's just the she's just always part of me she's my daughter she was my firstborn you know so I, I think you know I tell myself I just let myself cry it's okay to cry it's okay to say you're sad it's okay to grieve it's okay to say you miss them and you want them and uh and that's okay you know <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that because there's so many people as you well know, um, especially behind religion and church and stuff, is, is you need to suck it up and move on. No. You need to um, not concentrate on that or, you know, whatever the case might be. You, you understand yeah. what I mean. Where, and uh, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is it's refreshing to hear that that you, um, that you, are open enough to share that, open enough to say, yeah, it's okay. You know, and for our listeners, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to cry. It's okay to miss them. You're not abnormal. That's no. normal. And I think society wants you just to not be normal. They don't want you to, yeah. you know, put it aside, move on. They're gone. Yeah. You can't do nothing about it. Move on. That's not true. Well, and it's too, um, if you haven't lost someone, it's hard to approach someone and to know what to say or do. That is so true. So many times there's people who might avoid me or 
I had I had many people contact me, text me, call me, um, tell me that you know they're praying, and I really appreciated that. Um, what I think people do sometimes is that they want to say something to take their pain away, but there's nothing you can say. Yeah. And so just saying, I love you, I'm here for you, hug them, listen to them talk or cry or sob or grieve, that's really all you need to do. I you don't need you. to say, oh, but they're happy in heaven. Oh, you're going to see them one day. Yeah. That doesn't help. <laughs> because, yes, that's true, but... The famous words, I know how you feel. You yeah. have no clue. Yeah. How can you say that to someone? Yeah. Even though you might have similar, you might have lost loved ones. Yeah. You lost a loved one, I lost a loved one. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I know how you feel or how you yeah. think I feel. They don't, they they don't, don't necessarily need a scripture. No. They don't need a story or someone said, I, if you see a red bird, that's them really there with you. Like that. Nobody <laughs> needs to hear anything. <laughs> really, a just a hug. It's it's okay to cry. Yes. And it's okay to be sad around you. You know, really, that's all you need to do. And it, and I, I appreciate the people that did that. How has, how has your relationship with God um, been through this process? Did you, did you get mad or angry at God? Did you... And not in a sense where you just, or did you blame God? Because I think a lot of times in our walk with God, in our relationship, in our faith walk, is that we think it has to be so perfect and that we can't get angry, we can't get mad, we can't say anything we want to say. And I know in my personal relationship, I've gotten angry at God many times. And I've used foul language and I cursed him low as the dirt and I got mad and like a big baby. And he didn't zap me. He didn't spank me. Yeah. He understood. Yes, and and then the conviction power of the Holy Spirit would come upon me and say, "Okay, that was wrong. I apologize, Father. Please forgive me." But mm -hmm. you know how I felt, and he and it's like he was comforting me. Yeah. So did that play into your your faith walk at the time, or is that something that that you didn't experience? I'm trying to think if I got mad at God, and I don't remember. I don't remember being mad at God. Um, confused, yes, because I know that if if He has He has numbered our days, the Scripture says He's numbered our days, and He says, you know, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I've got a mansion for you, and when it's done, I think. That's when it's time for us to go. So I did question him and like, she was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. She just had a baby. She had a two and a half year old baby. She was in love with the love of her life. They had all these plans. We had all these plans. And seriously, her mansion was done. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't like she, get it, it. it. It seemed like the foundation wouldn't have been laid. <laughs> I'm just, I don't yeah. get it. Right. We had all these, right. we were making all of these plans and good plans, you know, to be doing great things. But then, um, I think the more I learned is 
about the heart of God and his ways is accidents do happen. Accidents happen. And he didn't, he didn't cause that truck to hit their car. He didn't cause it. And so maybe her mansion what wasn't done and and it was an accident but so I think just it's not just mourning Sophie but it's mourning the loss of all of your plans that right. you made together right. all the dreams all the, the yeah fun times all the looking so, forward to things right. yes and so I think I just more question guy like really this it could have been so good and why does it have to be this way and but I think what happened after the accident is I, I left my job which was very stressful it just abruptly ended and I went and I was I mean I had I had some family but it was basically isolation even before corona but it got me to a place where I was just constantly praying and asking the Lord, what do you want me to do? What are you doing? I'm listening. Talk to me. You know? Okay. We're going to stop right there <laughs> and we're going to pick it up on the next okay. podcast because I think we're almost time. I appreciate you, Chrissy. Thank you. And I think our listeners are going to, are really going to appreciate that because I want, I want it to come across as we're trying to help people. Yes, we're digging into such a tragic event in your life and in a family's life the extended family all, it was it was just a tragedy for everybody but not it didn't impact us as much as it impact you obviously but hopefully through the podcast that'll help somebody that you're not alone in this you're not isolated you're not yeah. alone god is with you and he's never going to leave you or forsake you he's mm-hmm. always going to be there maybe it's just a time of of spending time with god so he can do the healing mm-hmm. you know and uh from my heart to you, I know Angela and I and my wife, and we really do appreciate you. We appreciate your relationship with us, and you're not the same person you were before, obviously. Mm-mm. No. But we see yourself as um, a lot more um, settled with your relationship with God, and mm-hmm. it comforts us. Yeah. That it comforts me to know that, God forbid, that would happen to my family. At least I know there's somebody that we could cling to and say, Hey, she's mm-hmm. been there, and, I, and we can glean from that. So that's yeah. and that's how I want it to impact our listeners too. The way you can, I want your listeners. I want you to glean from this because you never know what can happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't shake us to the point that we lose our faith. It should draw us closer to our faith. So, yeah. Tom, believe listeners. Thank you for listening. We're gonna stop at this this section. Um, tune in for the next couple of weeks. We're gonna have more with Kristen. I'm so glad that she's with us. And uh, if this has helped you in any way, just share it. Share it with other people. Let them know that you're not alone. God is with you. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.